It's about that time where 2023 football is on the horizon, but the NFL is right around the corner. We have some top NFL draft prospects that we're going to discuss today. Who has the most to prove, but who will ultimately rise to the occasion? We'll talk about it all on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on everybody welcome to today's edition of locked on acc i'm your host candace cooper joined by kenton gibbs of locked on wolf pack each and every day you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts make sure you download subscribe to the podcast make sure that you hit the subscribe button on our youtube channel we love 1000 subs but we love 2000 even more so tell all your friends about your favorite acc news show kenton how are you feeling today i'm great as always i'm ready to get into these uh these draft talks because boy I'll tell you, there are some absolute studs coming out of ACC this year. And uh, it's no, it's really not too different from other years, but we'll be, there will be talks about how can the ACC be so weak with so much coming out in one year. A hundred percent. And I think a lot of what equates to a really good season for some of these guys will be very dependent on how some of their opposite sides of the field do. And they'll talk about that and explain more of that as we get into it. But let's start with the top five. Number five, we have Leonard Taylor out of Miami, who will certainly need to have a good year to help elevate Miami's game. He'll probably be the only one whose defense is going to be all eyes on them because we know Tyler Van Dyke and company are going to be pretty a lot better than they were last season. We hope now that he has one of his wide receiver ones at the helm. But to me, Leonard Taylor is going to have to have a big show improve year if he wants to get Miami's defense to a higher level. Absolutely. That's that's not really a I'll tell you this much. Leonard Taylor is a player that people look at and talk about in terms of interior defensive linemen with pass rush juice. That is something that is not common and it will get you taken very highly. Uh, see, I believe his last name was Cancy from Pitt last year. It's, it's the same type of deal. When you have guys, big guys on the inside, stopping the run is a must. That's a, that's a non sequitur. That's the basement. That's the ground floor. But when you get that big fella that you know, if we get him one-on-one with a guard, the odds are ever in our favor. That's, that's a where football is about changing the math, especially defensively. And a player who can – who can give you some interior pass rush, they change the math because now you have to shift passing. uh, Now you have to shift your passing sets and and your passing protections to that player, which then causes, if you have an interior guy getting your double teams, then guess what that means for those two guys on the edge? Guess what that means for that blitz and linebacker? So, you know, he's, he's the type of guy that at the end of the day, Big fellas who can move and wiggle on the inside, they're always going to be immensely valuable, and he's one of them for sure. How essential will he be to Miami's defense this season because, you know, they are trying to figure out how to find six, if not more, wins? I I look at Miami's defense, and like we always talk about with Miami, talent everywhere, talent at multiple positions. That defensive line is supposed to be stacked this year. It's supposed to be stacked, but he's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the leader. And I'll tell you this. The, the reality is, is when you look at Miami as a team, or if you look at just Miami as a defense, 
every defense needs to have really good to great players at each level in order to be a really good to great defense. They have some safeties that are supposed to be first round draft picks as well. They have some linebackers who are being looked at as when they get older, when they develop a little bit more, they could be something special. So Leonard Taylor is already at that point to where you've reached a point of maturity, brother. You've got to be the leader. You've got to be the guy that people are saying, hey, when it comes to when it comes to uh, what he can do, when it comes to who he is as a player, we have got to start with him. We have got to start with how do we possibly contain this guy? Because again, when you draw that type of attention, when you draw that type of, okay, we need to focus on him, it frees up everybody else a little bit more. And mind you, just because you're drawing the attention doesn't mean that that's your job. You still got to go make plays, big fella. So uh, him being him being re- very good this year, vitally important. It's, it's again, he should be the table setter in terms of I, everything starts with me. My gap is controlled in the run game. And then on top of that, when they want to put that ball in the air, we're going to find ways to get me one-on-one matchups to where it's, it's you know, the summertime and the living is easy. 100%. Let's move on to number four and three, really, because it's a you know, nice little duo. Andrew Makuba of Clemson, linebacker, who will be joined by our friends at number three, Jeremiah Trotter, as the top prospects here out of the ACC. As we mentioned, we had a Locked On Podcast Network friends bring in their thoughts, and these are the ones that they've chosen this tandem. And I think this is just very on brand for who Clemson's defense has been in these past couple of years. And I certainly would feel I certainly feel like Jeremiah Trotter is worthy of note, if not higher than number three. Let me start with uh, Andrew McCuba here because, you know, people will look at him and say, well, wait a minute. Clemson's secondary was awful last year, and Andrew McCuba was awful at times last year, and Andrew McCuba was part of that. Andrew McCuba was the safety that was – he was a safety that was their only uh, pillar of consistency. He was the only guy in that secondary that you could count on at a high level to be exactly where he was supposed to be. So let's let's not, you know, conflate the overall unit's performance with who he is because, again – Andrew McCuba is a very special player. There is no doubt about that. He is always where he's supposed to be, but even beyond that, he's a very rangy safety, very instinctive, has all the things that you would look for in terms of this is a guy who, again, at his floor, his absolute floor is like, yeah, he's a good starter that's going to know where he's supposed to be and kind of be the quarterback of the secondary. Like that's, that's his floor, I believe. His ceiling he could be again that that range that he has, the ability to tackle that he has, the ability to diagnose plays that he has. He could be something very special, but you know that's 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 projection going forward. So Andrew Bakuba being this high, I get it. I can get behind it. Um, now Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Oh boy, oh boy. Now I, I know that you're a Giants fan, so I know the name Jeremiah Trotter does not bring happiness or joy to you at all with all the things that he did for the Eagles is so long. And I'm going to tell you, the boy is not only from good stock. He is good stock in and of himself. He is a ball player. That is a, a, you know, I I talk about it all the time, how uh, you thought that Clemson's old linebackers were like the guys, you know, and there's no disrespect to them, but they weren't Trotter. They were, this is a young man that can do it all. And, And let me explain to you how, um, how good of a, a player and a prospect that Trotter is. Sure. Generally, 
positional value determines where people are seen at in terms of where their draft stock is or where their draft rating is. And we'll get into that with these top two. But with that being said, people are looking at Trotter as a inside linebacker, a linebacker who plays off the ball for a majority of his time as one of the top prospects in the draft. That is unheard of. It is very rare in today's day and age to see a Mike linebacker be talked about as, hey, uh, that's a that's a guy that's probably going to go inside the top 15, maybe top 20. It's very, very rare to see that because, I mean, the guys who can do everything that Trotter can do are, it's rare. A guy who can be a a true three-down Mike linebacker, and I know that that's, that phrase is strange for some people to hear, but trust me, it's not ordinary for linebackers in today's game to be asked, hey, uh, we need you to cover some of these tight ends, some of these running backs and all that in space, and we need you to be able to take on some of these behemoths of guards and centers coming downhill at you, and, you know, that's that's your job, brother. You, you've you got to, you know, you're not just a, a B-gap to B-gap linebacker anymore. That's not – the NFL doesn't have that anymore. So Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is a, a player that, again – he can do a little bit of everything at the linebacker position, and you will not see a linebacker rated this highly if he can. And that's you know, he's he's that he's that guy. He's that guy. He's strong at the point of contact, good in coverage, very fluid hips, great movement in terms of uh, in terms of of understanding route concepts and getting to where he has to be. So he's a guy that it makes sense to see him at number three here. Yeah, and I definitely feel like, you know, at the end of the day, it's something where Clemson, of course, being one of the top teams in the ACC, if not the top team, they're going to make that makes them scary. But why we don't really talk about them as much is because we're so used to greatness. We're so used to having strong linebackers. We're so used to having, you know, strong offense. And of course, Cade, there's a lot of questions around Cade this season. But I think that, you know, ultimately having a new offensive coordinator will take Clemson to be the top team without question. And I, as as much as I feel like Florida State has been in the conversation, when you have two guys like Trotter and Makuba, you, it's hard to argue against Clemson still being the number one. Well, and that's the crazy part about it. We're going to get into this later, so I don't want to spoil anything. Those two aren't the only ones who could be hearing their names called very early, who could be waiting in the green room for a very short time uh, before they hear their names called. And so you're right. Clemson doesn't rebuild. They simply reload. They simply say, oh, great. We had a great season. Good. Put new shells in. They figure it out, right? That's what this team does. Um, and so, you know, it's it's not much of a surprise to see these two. Like I said, Makuba is a – he's that traditional free safety, that middle of the field guy. He's going to play center fielder. And uh, when you loft that ball up there tr- thinking you got a deep shot, he's the racer there. Uh, in terms of, of Jeremiah Trotter Jr. again, the modern linebacker personified. He can do all the things his dad did plus some. So, you know, it's 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 going to be very interesting to see how their seasons progress this year and where they land in the draft. We're talking through more of our favorite draft picks in the ACC, the top ones at that, voted by our friends at Locked On Podcast Network. But first, want to remind you guys about our friends at Bird Dogs. They make you look good. Bird Dogs is a stretch 
khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. That's why you should try Bird Dogs. They are regular shorts made of stiff, restricting cotton. And then Bird Dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat and wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I hope to see some of you guys rocking your bird dogs. If you do, please let us know. Tag us in all of your favorite Instagram or Twitter posts and let us know what you really love most about bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on or enter promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. We're talking through the AC prospects, and listen, number two is certainly one who has, to me, a lot of eyes on him returning and wanting to be one of the best in the biz when it comes to defense is a defensive edge, Jared Verse, out of Florida State. Jared Verse is, so we talk about positional value, right? Positional value basically means how, how important are you to the team, how important is your position to the team, and on top of how important is your position to the team, how likely is it that we find another you? How Let's just be very honest about this, right? That's why running backs don't have a ton of positional value because you can find a, a pretty good running back in the third, fourth round. Like, that's just what the, uh, what the NFL has shown us, at least. Jared Verse is a – it's, it's hard to describe because watching his tape gets me excited, gets me fired up. As a former defensive lineman myself, watching Jared Verse get after it is a thing of beauty. His game lacks nothing. But he's not just a guy who can, oh, yeah, he can do this, he can do that. He, he has the extras to go with it. If you watch Jared Verse play, you don't have to watch the highlights. Watch the film. Watch the game. And watch number five in the Garnet and Gold. And what I will tell you is that Jared Verse is always going at 100 miles an hour. And he is to do that and be a guy as tall as he is, as bendable as he is. I mean, sure, he's a little light in the behind right now, but even still, he's in college. It doesn't matter. He's going to gain weight over time. When he gets in the NFL and he's in that you know professional training program and he no longer has to play school and all that good stuff, the young man's going to get bigger and stronger. Sure. And even now at his current size, at times, at in his worst moments, he may get washed down the line or he may, you know, uh, struggle to defeat a pulling guard or something like that. But even then, he has a really good feel for the game, feel for what's happening. And, and generally, he stays wherever he needs to be uh, within Florida State system. But this young man, I mean, you talk about pass rush juice. You talk about an edge rusher that, you know, is going to keep you up at night, going to keep you – it's going to have your offensive line coach sweating, going to have your offensive coordinator saying, all right, what do we do? What do we, you know, Jared versus that guy. He's got a deep bag of pass rush moves. He has a first step that just, he covers so much ground. It's so explosive. It, I'm telling you, I locked on ACC listeners. I don't care if you are a nose fan, nose hater, or anything in between. If you want to see what a good get-off, meaning how fast you get off the ball and how much ground you cover, looks like, 
Watch Jared Verse. His arms are swinging like he's a track runner, and he takes a massive first step in order to uh, close ground and get to the quarterback. What a time. What, oh, watching him just gets my motor revved up. It's a, it's a great experience. I think that he is going to be such an essential piece to elevating the ACC play, right? When we talk about guys and we talk about drafts and the Mel Kuypers of the world and everyone doing all their lists. And I think how we elevate and keep talking about how good ACC football is, Jared versus definitely going to be one of those that we keep our eye on, especially as we talk through who's going to play on Sundays. He's, he's right there. Top 10 pick to me, arguably. Oh, hundred percent. And I, I would say it's not arguable. I would say anybody arguing that he's not health, health withstanding right no you know and granted we've seen in these days and times that you know some wild things have barring everything being normal with him like literally just based on his ability to go out there and play there is nothing that you can ask of a defensive lineman a a defensive end in particular that he that you would say like "Mm, mm -mm." he doesn't do that well he doesn't do that well at all and he's he's it's I struggle at times to even think of a weakness for him. That's how good his game is. All these other guys, if you ask me to name like, hey, what's one weakness or two weaknesses of, of them, I could come up with something. With Jared, again, I, I li- it's, it's, it's a struggle too. I can project what he would struggle at at the next level, but watching him now, it's like whatever he wants to do, he's going to do it. Wherever he wants to be, he's going to be there on that football field at Florida State right now. Sure. Let's move on to the number one prospect here. We know that there is a lot of conversation around him, a lot of eyes around him, all the pressure is on. And really, to me, the more pressure is on the other side of the ball for him. But we'll talk about that soon. Drake May out of North Carolina has been voted the number one prospect. Everyone is having him as one of the top picks, if not the top pick in their pre-mock drafts. And I just say, boy, what kind of sophomore season pressure is on this young man? This feels like a lot. Yeah, I mean... The the pressure is on and all that, but I mean realistically, it's a it's a great thing to have if you're him. Like this is this is gonna be a a really, really loaded class at the top. And he's one of the top guys of that cream of the crop. He is everything that you will want out of a quarterback. He's got the uh prototypical size, he's got a rocket arm, he's got the ability to do special things as a runner. And please, folks, do not call Drake May sneaky athletic. He is just athletic. He is just a guy who can make you miss in the open field. He is just a guy who, when he puts the ball down under his arm, it's almost as dangerous as him with the ball in his right hand and and ready to fling it. But the reality is he has one of the prettiest deep balls in the game as well. So, you know, that's that's the the deal there, too. Drake May is, is going to be somebody's face of the franchise for the next few years or for the next decade or so hopefully um with with everything happening there this is a special guy and when i talk about positional value quarterback is the ultimate quarterback is the ultimate right quarterback is the ultimate that like hey we don't have a bunch of people who can do this well we don't have a bunch of people who can you know do all these things and and um can process at a high enough level and can do the things physically required because let's just be honest we all it all sounds easy to do sitting on the couch, but when you look at real time live, you know, bodies are flying at you and all that, it's hard to throw a 50 yard dot down the sideline. And yet Drake May makes it look like it's child's play. And um, you know, he makes those live bodies flying at him also look like they're flying at very slow speeds as well. So, you know, Drake May is is 
he's one of those guys that's just as a quarterback, you have a ton of positional value to begin with. But then when you're a quarterback who can also um, in today's game, your quarterback has to be able to run the ball because that's that is what is going to uh, help out your running game to a high degree. And if you can't run the ball, you better be a seasoned old veteran who knows all of the checks, who knows all of the things, who's seen game after game after game, season after season after season. And, you know, Drake May doesn't have to worry about that until he's at least eight to 10 years in, barring some major injury. Because, like I said, the boy's got some wheels. He's got the ability to, to make you miss in him, to make you look stupid. So, you know, Drake May this year being the top uh, rated prospect going into um, this season in terms of NFL draft, not really a surprise. This is our top five list voted on by our friends at Locked On Podcast Network. And now, you know, the begs the question of more thing, more important things as we sort of wrap up the show here. Who has the most to prove? And I would argue from this list, none. I think it's UNC's defense. They have the most to prove. Because if you want Drake May to be in the spotlight, to get all the awards, to have all the attention and put the team on his back, I think that sort of hurt Sam Howell when he was going through his draft process, but how much he had to do for his team. So I think the biggest and who has the most to prove is really UNC's defense. It's going to be, can you find a way to scrounge up 10 wins just make your quarterback look as good as he's going to get without putting him in really difficult spots. You know, I, I will say this. I, I don't think that a lot of people realize this when you get to this level and you're rated as highly as these guys are, most of them don't have much to prove. Most of them don't have anything, but there are some guys that I would say are on the cusp of being on this list that like, you know, there are some questions that they can answer. There are some things that they can do. Um, at a great level to to kind of rise and, and be higher on this list. But for the most part, I I agree with you. I don't think that most of these guys have anything to prove. Their supporting cast maybe need to show up around them like you alluded to with Drake May. But um, speaking of supporting cast, I would say that Barrett Carter is a guy that – Barrett Carter, linebacker out of Clemson, he's the dynamic duo with uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. It's going to be a situation where people are going to be looking at him and asking like, all right, You've got the guy next to you. You've got the, the you know, one of the best linebackers in the nation next to you. Barrett, you're a physical freak because out of between Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Char Jr., Carter is the better athlete. Like, the, I mean, pure athlete, you know, when they wear shorts and T-shirt and do all the testing, I'd be surprised if Barrett Carter lost anything besides maybe bench press to uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. But with that being said, Barrett Carter has to, show up more in some some things in terms of like yes straight line speed you're free you can jump over guys which we saw last year jumping over a guy in the blitz package in order to get to the quarterback we've seen things like that but how do you move laterally right like how do you instinctually feel your way through the game because i think that that's the big difference that separates these two guys to where uh people are not talking about um barrett carter in the same way as they are uh, Jeremiah Trotter, which, by the way, not saying that people are saying that Carter's a bad player or anything like that. Some folks are predicting him to go in the first as well, but some folks aren't, and that's coming from, again, that lack of instinctiveness, that sometimes being a little lost out there. Uh, so he's a guy. And also, like you so, said mm – -hmm. oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say – so. You, no, go ahead. Finish. And also, you talk about the, the guys on the other side of the ball having something to prove. You talk about uh, Miami and, and who has something to prove over there. 
Well, we talked about uh, the big defensive tackle, Leonard Taylor and all that. But let's talk about a buffet buster on the other side who has a lot of money in front of him to make. Big Zion Nelson, left tackle. He's a guy that is is going to be um, essential in keeping uh, Tyler Van Dyke's jersey clean. He's going to be essential to what that offense does. And the thing about Zion Nelson is this. Everybody knows who he is as a pass blocker. Everybody knows when it comes to keeping your quarterback clean, Zion Nelson is going to do an amazing job. However, this team can't be one-dimensional. They need to be able to do something besides throw the ball. They need to have some semblance of a running game because when the games get close and you need to put it away, you need to ice the clock, it's it's not – I mean, you can do it with a passing game, but it makes it much more difficult and it increases the odds that, hey, you got to stop the clock now because, oh, you thought everything was going to be easy and smooth and boom, and completion. So Zion Nelson being a, a – showing some improvement in terms of his run blocking this year – opening up wider holes and and just truly being a nasty finisher. Ikem Ikem also known as Big Ick out of NC State, was the uh, first offensive player selected in the draft that he was in because there was a nastiness about him. That's like, hey, listen, when that man gets his hands on you, he wants to finish. He wants you in the ground. Zion Nelson does a good job of standing in front of guys, even in the run game. But the run game ain't just about staying in front of guys. It's about opening up lanes that are, you know, open the floodgates of heaven and let that running back uh, see a crease and show some skill. 100%. When we talk about who will rise to the occasion, I feel like Jared versus probably going to be the guy that, you know, if he stays healthy, is going to be the best out of this crop that we mentioned on today's show. But I'd argue that Drake May will certainly rise to the occasion so long as, you know, he has a lot of great help on that offensive line. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think the the question for UNC has always been offensive line. And, you know, they've always had skill position players that were something special. And, and you look at the offensive line and you say to yourself, well, do something, do something good. And we'll be all right here. And uh, in terms of Jared Verse, here's the thing about Jared Verse that I, I agree 100 percent. I think of all the players, if I was to say who will have the best regular season of all these guys in terms of next year, I agree. Jared Verse is probably the guy. And let me say this, people, a lot of folks are saying that uh, Florida State has the best secondary in the ACC right now. Why do you think that is? The front end affects the back end before the back end affects the front end. So what do I mean by that? Defensive linemen and their ability to rush the passer makes defensive backs look better, quicker than a a great defensive backfield is going to make defensive linemen look better than they are. Jared versus a guy that when he is on the field, you can send a double. Sure. You can send it back. You can keep the tight end to chip him. Sure. Last year was probably his first time seeing all that at a high level. Yeah, I think he's used to it now. So you can do all that, but no guarantees it'll work, buddy. 100%. Well, this is our show for today. I think that, you know, ultimately it's going to be a very good season with a lot of top teams and a lot of top, top prospects showing their skill sets and making sure that we continue to elevate what is ACC football and hopefully get somebody in that championship so we could chalk junk like the SEC and the Big Ten and all the rest of our fun friends in our Locked On Podcast Network family. But for Kenton Gibbs and Candace Cooper, we hope you guys have a great and safe rest of your day. Until next time.